0: Does life feel a little overwhelming these days? Are the holidays sneaking up on you (laughs) like they are me? And does it feel like it's too much or there's just a lot going on, whether in your personal life or in the world in general? Friends, today I'm so excited to have my friend Jen Rogers on today. I'm excited for you to meet her. She's a wife, a mom, stepmom, professional life coach, pickleball lover habit stacking guru, which it's okay. I, she explains what that is in the episode. And she's the chief encourager. When she first remarried, she was shocked at how quickly her excitement for her starry eyed love affair got sucked into a very dark black hole of chaos. Confusion reigned on the brink of a feeling marriage. She knew she had to choose Jen's way or God's way. Now Jen's on a mission to coach stepmoms to choose God's way for their own stepfamilies so they can co-parent confidently, prevent stepmom burnout, and in generational re-divorce. Today episode, we are talking about three incredible tips to prevent burnout. Whether you're a mom, a college student, in corporate America, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you are either in an overwhelming season or maybe a burnout season, or chances are you may face one. So listen to this encouraging episode with Jen Rogers as we dive into ways to prevent burnout from happening. Welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your coffee, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am so thrilled to have my new friend Jen Rogers with us today. A little bit about Jen. She's a wife, mom, stepmom, professional life coach, pickleball lover, how fun, habit stacking guru, let's talk about that, and chief encourager. When she first remarried, she was shocked at how quickly her excitement for her starry-eyed love affair got sucked into a very dark black hole of chaos. Confusion reigned. On the brink of a failing marriage, she knew she had to choose Jen's way or God's way. Now, Jen's on a a mission to coach stepmoms to choose God's way for their own stepfamily so they can co-parent confidently, prevent stepmom burnout, and end generational re-divorce. You can find Jen, her podcast, and all things Stepmom at The Empowered Stepmom, and we'll do more of um, those links and stuff, of course, in the comments below, and then we'll talk how we can connect with you at the end. But thank you so much, Jen, and welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to connect with you and your audience today.
0: So fun. Okay, wait, before we get like officially started, what is habit stacking? (laughs)
1: Oh, wait a minute. So this is unofficial. Okay. So unofficially habit stacking means that you do one small thing followed by another small thing and you do them really without thinking because you have planned for them and practiced them. So it really ties into, see, I'm already going to go to a soapbox issue that in the empowered community, we do not try because try implies one of two things. Either we're going to fail we're going to succeed. And if you're a typical woman, you're usually focused on that failing part and not the succeeding part with that negative self-talk. So in our community, we practice because practice means we are honing those habit stacking skills. So we practice eradicating the word try. Okay. I'll jump off my soapbox.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So we can just end there because that was for Sam. <laughs> but that was... Okay, I love it. We're gonna have to visit that a different time, but um, today we're not talking about habit stacking. Sorry, guys, that was for free. Um, well, let's talk about why well, we're really here. Uh, overwhelm. We mentioned you mentioned, which I feel like is a sister to that, right? But I don't know about you listening, but chances are very, very high that at some point recently, if not currently. You may be feeling overwhelmed in a season of overwhelm. And so, Jen, I would love to hear from you maybe a time or a story of when you were just overwhelmed and what that looked like for you.
1: Yeah, it definitely ties into the stepmom journey. And the cue started with we had thumbs up on the golf course that it was cool that we got married. And then when we got married and moved in together, there were no more thumbs up. Everything was chaotic. And the norms, the traditions, the habits, the what time do you go to bed? Do you use a fork and a knife at the dinner table? Who loads the dishwasher? Who does the laundry? Who takes the kids to school? We didn't have those conversations because we thought love was going to solve it all. (laughs) It didn't. Love did not solve it all. No, no, no. Instead, uh, well, yelling, kicking, screaming, hiding, running away, trying to drink it away, all those things, those things didn't actually help either. And when I think about my experience with overwhelm, I really think about an identity crisis that Jen lost Jen and she didn't know what to do with her. So one week when the kids were with us, I didn't know who I was anymore. I felt like an alien in my own home. I felt like I had a lot of responsibility, but zip, zero authority. And people told me I had no authority. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I was very uncomfortable in my own home. And then when the kids would go back, I was this smart, savvy, inspirational, creative woman and liked myself and people related to me, but then the kids would come back. And so the stress would build and build in between the time that they left and when they were coming back. That is my definition of overwhelm. And it took me a long time as in a few years to really get out of that because an identity crisis, that's challenging. And that's not a, there's no short-term fix to when you have an identity crisis. So that's a bit of my overwhelm story. Yeah. I mean
0: that total, not as a stepmom because I'm not a stepmom, but that totally makes sense of how that can be so overwhelming and and now that you say identity, I'm wondering, oh shoot. My overwhelm does have to do with my identity too like today. <laughs> I am overwhelmed, ironically, as we record this, and I, it has to do with the house, and it has to do with we had an amazing week in camping, and then it's Monday, and I didn't prepare well for a Monday. My house isn't clean. There's no food prepped. Uh, we have school again tomorrow, Like, but my identity is lost in all of the to-do things, and my house should be, right, which is not our favorite word, friends, but in my mind, my house should be clean, and my food should be prepped. and our kids should be behaving this way. And so it's funny that I'm having a um, a light bulb as you're saying that, like, oh, that means my identity isn't tied up into something that it should not be, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's going to take us, we're going to hop, skip and jump, or wait, we're just going to jump over to the word <laughs> abide. And I were talking about the word abide. And here's the thing about abide. It's actually an action word. It's a verb. Mm-hmm which means you must take action to abide. And are you abiding with your to-do list? Are you abiding with your kids' behavior? Are you abiding with who you are thinking you are versus who you know you are? Because we know our identity comes from one true source, praise God, that it only comes from God because we can keep going back to that, to his word that reminds us that our identity comes from him. I mean, I love, we hear this often Because it's so ding-dang quotable. But God knew us before we were ever a twinkle in our parents' eyes. Way before, right before the earth was created, we were God's twinkle. We were the apple of His eye, and He knew what He created us for. And if we can really think about that, think about what that must have been like in heaven with the angels. I'm going to create Sam today. Oh, she's going to be a humdinger. All right. She's going to be amazing. And this is what I'm going to put her on this earth for. And if we can speak that over ourselves and know that God indeed does have a purpose for us, even in the overwhelm, that can help us automatically move from that state. It's actually not a word I like speaking over myself very much. And in fact, so Well, if you stick around with me long enough, I'm a soapbox issue girl. So we hit another one. All right, here it is. All right, take notes, take notes, take that journal out and take notes. So write down the words, I am, and then write a blank. And then think for a minute, what things did you say over yourself today? Did you say, I am a daughter of the king? Or did you say, I'm exhausted? Did you say, I was created for something amazing today? like keeping the kids alive. Look, if you do nothing else today and the kids are alive, that's a victory, friends. Some days, keeping the kids alive, that is a big fat win. That's right. So think about these I am. So when we say I am overwhelmed, I often say when I'm working with women that what if we change that overwhelm to the overwhelming love of God? If we Mm -hmm. chose to define overwhelm as God's love for us, how would that feel? How would that change things? So, soapbox issue, I am. Pay attention to those I am statements that you are speaking over yourself because your words have power because you are a daughter of the king and the word is the king. (laughs) So, you create just like God created. So, that's my invitation regarding uh, switching your thinking, a reframe on overwhelm.
0: I love that. I love that. We do a lot of those, not a lot, but some of that writing in uh, the membership where. Yes, like the lies that the enemy will tell us, and then we write them out. And then we say, but what does the word of God say? Like you just said, like, where, what is scripture that doesn't fit to our narrative? Because that's not what we're doing with the word of God. But what is scripture that reminds us of who he says he, we are and not who we think we are? And so I love, I love those exercises. And yes, listeners tell, like, take, you should just be taking notes every episode at this point. But, um, and if you're not, then you get to listen to it again. I, um, also one of the things I do to sort of flip before, like in today's circumstance is, is flipping it with gratitude. I feel like gratitude punches the lies in the face. And because I am grateful that I'm home with my kids and I'm so glad that we have a mess because I have healthy, happy children who happen to leave their toys out, but no, or (laughs) I have, I have textbooks because I get to homeschool. Right. And so when we flip the I should to I get to, for me, it just, it puts my heart in check. Like it, it sets me on the actual, like middle instead of way over here in overwhelm land. I'm actually, nope, there's textbooks all over my kitchen cable because we got to do homeschool today. And that's cool. And that's a super big privilege for me. So like flipping that is something easy that we can just do in the moment too.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so good. I really what- like that.
0: Thanks. I, well, apparently need to practice it more, but that's okay. What, okay. Then what do you think are the three (laughs) key habits to preventing this overwhelm? Like how can we prevent it before it starts?
1: Well, that will take practice because there are Mm -hmm. many habits that we do that we are unaware of. So if you think about a time that you were driving in the car and you got from point A to point B and you said, how did I get there? That happens to us often, that there are things that we do without even thinking. And so it takes practice to create a new awareness, which means it takes giving yourself grace. So I, I do have a list of things, the top three. Gosh, I've got more than three, but I'm going to say grace. Let's start there to say, I'm going to give myself, what you like to do often, a permission slip to give myself grace. Grace in I am attempting something new and I know that it does require practice. So, in this practicing adventure, let's make it an adventure. The number one thing you need after grace is curiosity. You must have curiosity. And the reason you must have curiosity is because in order to look at things differently, different questions are required. So, there is a verboten question, as in, this is the one that we throw out. We avoid why. And instead we ask how and what, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? What are my emotions telling me? What are the kids' emotions telling me? Okay, I got an eyeball roll again. What do I want to do about that? What's creating the eyeball roll? Wait a minute. I'm the one who gave the eyeball roll. Do I want to give it? What has me giving the eyeball roll? So I think these, these what and how questions, it comes from a spirit of curiosity to say, you know what, I am going to be a detective and I'm going to look for clues to identify what might be creating this feeling. And sometimes, as you and I know, feelings, they lie. Mm -hmm. They lie and they're a huge honking distraction and we don't need that. So we need to know, again, who God says we are and we need to know his word so that we can ask ourselves powerful questions. Where is God at work right now? Anybody ask that? Where is God at work (laughs) So the house is a mess. The kids are screaming. I'm trying to record a podcast. They keep coming in. I'm going a little nutso. Oh, God, where are you? God can take it. He can handle our questions. And I think it gives our brains permission to think differently. And when we ask different questions, we're going to come up with different answers. So curiosity. So we've got grace and curiosity so far.
0: I, You know what I love about both of those is that you just Okay, I feel like, how do I say this? When usually, when I, if I were to ask for tips and it'd be like, oh, you have to do this or do this and this, and you're not adding more to my to do list. You're actually just having me examine who I am, where I am, ask God these questions. And I appreciate that so much that that is (laughs) your response, that it's not more to do. It's evaluating, I guess, if you will, where you are, right? So, thank you for that. Give me more, please
1: okay well i'm going to direct you to Romans twelve one and two. This is the scripture. you know those scriptures that you can 't shake, like God just keeps bringing them back' You're like mm-hmm. God, I thought I got it, I got it, I got it, uh, and then he gives you more because his word is indeed alive and active, so when we are abiding this verb, taking action and abiding in who God says we are and who He is and working partnering with him, we can go to Romans twelve one and two, and the first part of Romans. 12. We I think we can skip over. It says sacrifice your body. Well, what does that mean? Well, for me it means sacrifice my right to be right, which I I don't know if you caught on. I like to be right, okay? I like to be right. But it means sacrifice your right to be right and be open to the fact that you might be wrong <laughs> or there may be some <laughs> learning for you to do in sacrificing your body. But what that means is time It means that I can choose to spend time focusing on the chaos in the world. And that is the world's way. And we get that message because we live in the world 24-7. So we get that message Mm -hmm. 24-7. This is what the world says to do. But we must say, world, I got to take a break from you and I'm going to go in God's word and sacrificing my body. Okay, so right now, what does that mean? Maybe that means as a mom with littles hanging off you, that you're not going to get a shower this morning. I remember when I had my first baby and I had my first shower when I was ready by 10 a.m. The first time after I had her, I had to call a friend and say, (laughs) somebody can ring the doorbell. Will you come ring the doorbell? Cause I can open it now. I don't look like a total wreck right now. Uh, Yeah. So if you have littles hanging all over you and you really want to shower, it may mean that you're going to sacrifice your shower because the kids actually don't care how you smell. They care that you're there. And they care that they can hang all over you and love on you. So this sacrificing body, it means sacrificing time where you might get up 15 minutes early so you can put your nose in the good book because that's a great way to start your day is to keep your eyes on Jesus because that will set you straight. So I think um, in this sacrificing, that goes back to those how and what questions. How am I spending my time? And what is important to me? And then God says, hey, when you offer yourself up as a living sacrifice, then you're going to be able to discern what my will is because I'm in the transformation business and you are my transformation project. And so you will be able to discern what my will is when you spend time, when you abide with me. So that's, that's Jan's version of Romans 12, 1 and 2. You're going to have to let something go to get the good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. which. I'm totally okay letting go of a lot of the world stuff that feels easy at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. The hardest stuff I guess would be like you said, being right, <laughs> getting up early when I don't sleep a full night. That feels like sacrifice, right? Um, Saying no to things that are fun in order to do things that are not as fun. That feels like a sacrifice. But if it means that we can surrender our will for his will and surrender what we think our life should look like for his life, then I'm a thousand percent okay with that because I know that he gives abundantly more, right? So his ways, his will, the life that he has planned for us is not a life of overwhelm. Instead, it's a life of goodness because of him and faithfulness, like all the good things are because of him. And so that sacrifice, I feel like becomes easier when we see what he has to offer us, right? He, we, like you said, are in the world. So we see all these things. The world in itself is overwhelming. You turn on the news or social media for 30 seconds. You're dealing with all kinds of emotions. But when we maybe even sacrifice our social media, who knows? But um, in trade, like it's in exchange for him. And that always feels worth
1: it. And it, it's, yeah, it's worth it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and even if it doesn't feel worth it, I think you get to that point where you begin to appreciate the fact that it is worth it because you feel more centered, <laughs> because you feel more calm, because you have more fruit of the spirit, patience, that's a big one, self-control, that's another one. And I just I Sam, I just want to go in a quick coaching session here with you and say, let's talk about this weekend where you invested in your kiddos, in your family. You went camping, which my idea of camping is in the Hilton. So, I'm, were you in tents and stuff? Okay. No, no. Glamping. Oh. I should have clarified. Oh, not, no, okay. this girl does not do tents. Okay. Cabins. <laughs> okay. Girl after my own. This is why we connected so well. <laughs> my idea of camping is in the Hilton. I'm just saying. I'm just being honest. I know that about myself. See, I know yes, that about I love myself. that. <laughs> but you went and you had this family time. Was it? maybe the question would be how realistic is it that the things that you would normally have done on Monday got done based on the weekend that you had?
0: Oh, not none. Like I totally expected to come home and have my Monday be a little bit more than normal because at some point during the weekend, I normally prepare for the week ahead. Yes. But Again, I, I, it's totally worth it because sitting at the lake watching my kids fish—I'm not fishing, but they are. Uh, <laughs> those sort of things I—I I would do over and over. Being disconnected from the internet for a weekend, like all of that, is—is—is is, is worth it. I don't know. That's the theme, I guess. But yeah.
1: yeah. And I think when we look at the dirty stack of dishes or the extra laundry that we have, because they got all dirty, fishing, doing whatever they were doing, that we, if we can remember that what behind the work, that that really does help us accept the work and also back to those permission slips, give us permission to extend our own deadline and really have a realistic deadline to say, okay, I know that normally this is my routine, but this is not normal. And we don't want to do normal all the time. We like to spice things up a little bit and then go from there. So giving ourselves a little extra time perhaps might be helpful so that we're not feeling like we should have done things. And again, a sister after my own heart, because you alluded to that, that we don't should, should and shame go together. And we don't need, we don't need either either one of those things. (laughs) Nope. Nope. They can both go back to where they came from. Um,
0: (laughs) I love that. So even, okay. Sister friend listening to applying this to your story in your current day and season, is there something like Jen had just said, like I reflected on my weekend and for me, it's a, it's an easy yes. Like that was so worth it, even though I do have work to do and stuff to do, but. Is there something like if you do have babies hanging on you, maybe, you know what, the morning Bible time isn't happening at 9am, 6am, 5am, because you're nursing all night. And that's okay. There is grace in that. And you just, I mean, you still need to get in your word, but it could be at seven o'clock in the evening when you're nursing again, you know, or if you're in a season of um, transition, then reflecting on the transition and giving yourself grace in the overwhelm because you're transitioning to hopefully something different and better and things like that. So taking what we're talking about here and applying it to your personal moment and your personal story is super important for our conversation. And we want to include you in that. And so think about that for a minute and what that does. And the tips that Jen has already given, right? You offered us grace, (laughs) you offered us reflection, You offered us permission slips. And so applying that to you, sister friend, that's listening for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you did that because it ties into another very important aspect of how we focus on the overwhelming love of God instead of the world's way is that we need community. There's a reason why you're listening to this podcast right now, because you long to hear someone speak life into you because you long to hear someone say, sweet mama, your act of worship today is taking care of those kiddos. Mm-hmm. You can listen to worship music and have that soak in to you as you're doing all those things, even when you're, well, a walking zombie. There's still some stuff that gets in and some things that you can do. I remember when my mama died, she died unexpectedly, and it was mm, sorry, shocking, quite shocking. Yeah. thing. It was, and it's been, it's been a long time now, and it's all... You know, we progress from stages of grief and we recover. So I am definitely recovered from that. But it was very difficult during the time. And as I think about that, I was telling my aunt, I said, I'm just really struggling getting into God's word and focusing on what's really important. And she said, I beg to differ. Every time you're making an arrangement for your mom's funeral, every time you're making a phone call, every time you're processing a piece of paper that has to do with her estate, that is your act of worship because you loved her. And sometimes that's what it looks like. It looks like the abiding looks like the doing the thing, because that's all we can do in that moment. And none of this surprises God. Absolutely none of it. So wherever you are right now, I want to speak that over you to know that God knows where you are and he loves you and he wants you to spend time with him. And if it's simply in your thought life where you're directing your thoughts towards who God is. Sometimes that's what you got and and that's what you got to go with.
0: Yeah, and I love that he always takes what we have. Like this isn't I feel like um maybe it's just me, but I feel like at times in my life I've had to present myself before God or I've had to have it all together before God. I can't come to him as overwhelmed and anxious. He's God. He needs something better than that. And that obviously was not the correct way that I was reflecting on who God is, but I feel like the God that I see now that I have so much love and appreciation for accepts me with whatever I have, accepts me if I have nothing in my hand, except just like the woman with the oil, right? Just like Mary and Martha that we talk about on the podcast frequently, like he will take your tears. He will take your grief. If you have things to give him, your time, your worship, he'll take that, but he'll also just take you like abiding. So much we miss it because we think, yes, it's action, but our action sometimes has to be just showing up, just being quiet, just sitting there. Like for someone who's busy and thrives on busy, that takes a lot for me to just sit. Like, don't bring a Bible. Don't bring the cute pens. Just go hide somewhere and sit with the Lord. And then listen, like make your brain shut up (laughs) and just listen, right? Like that's hard. But also for a lot of us in different seasons, that's all we have. And that's okay, right? That's more than enough.
1: It is more than enough. And I know that we serve a good, good father for sure. And again, what we're experiencing, that doesn't surprise Him. As you were sharing that, I was thinking about, uh, a tip of and i'm sure your mamas know this already but in order to get that 15 minutes in a closet you might need to do a 15 minute closet swap with a neighbor <laughs> find somebody uh-huh. who you mm-hmm. can swap with so you can have that little bit of downtime so it's really important that we do invest in our mental well-being and our mental well-being involves being with the Lord, because we cannot give what we do not have. So if we're walking around anxious and stressed and busy and overwhelmed, that's what we're putting off. That's what we're giving to our children. And we're wondering why they're acting out. Well, there's an energy about us that emanates from our bodies and they're feeling that stress. I mean, when you think about somebody who's furrowing their brow, There's a reason why they're furrowing their brow. What's happening? Maybe they're curious, but maybe they're frustrated. And that's where those going back to the very beginning where those what and how questions come in. Well, what has them furrowing their brow? What has us avoiding time with the Lord? Is there something that's preventing us from abiding with him? What could that be? And again, giving ourselves permission to just be curious and step you know those moments where it looks like where it feels like you're watching yourself in action? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. a strange feeling, but you feel like it's an outside body experience and you're watching yourself in action. What is what's happening there? What is that beautiful woman of God doing? Be curious. I love that. Be curious.
0: I also love and maybe this is the last one we'll talk about, but community. In order to have a neighbor trade closets with me, I need to have a neighbor to go to. And I feel like so Sometimes, us women, we want to keep all our overwhelm pretty. We want <laughs> to post the pretty sides on Instagram. We want to show the highlight reels of our life. And we don't want to let people in. And that's hard. And culture has frim- like, prepped us to be this way. And I think that is one of the lies of the enemies telling us that we have to do it all on our own. There's no one walking through what we're walking through. Those are all lies and that there's no one who will step up and help you. This, both of us run communities that are full of women that step up. They, they are in the community because they want community. And so they show up vulnerable because they want to be in vulnerable relationships. I tell friends when I first meet them, <laughs> like, I don't do surface level well. Like legit, this is part of you'll get to know me and I don't do surface level well. So like, I go deep fast. And if you're cool with that, then like we're gonna be good because I want people to see my messy. I call them my messy friends. I call them you can walk in my house anytime. Come on over. My hair doesn't have to be done. What like messy friends? And in order to have a neighbor to partner with us in that, you know, season or whatever that looks like, we have to actually meet our neighbors and have community.
1: That's right. We do. And it community holds us accountable as well because we want show up and we want to contribute, we want to receive, but we also want to contribute. So community is really a powerful way for us to grow too, because we learn things from other people. The time that we spend together, I've enjoyed just listening to your take on some things because we all have this slightly different view on things. So we can learn from one another and we can encourage each other, even if we're not in the same seasons of life. Like there are no kiddos. Well my grandkiddos can hang on my legs, but not my kiddos. My kiddos, if they're hanging on my legs, there's a I'm going down. They're tall. They're big. <laughs> <laughs> I might not survive. It's fantastic.
0: Um, and I'm sorry, grandkiddos, you have grandkids.
1: I do. I have grandkiddos. I have four of them. So uh, my daughter and her husband have a four kiddo family and they live far, far away. So we don't get to see them as often as we would like, uh, but they're age- ranging from ages eight to three. So oh, that so household fun. is quite full.
0: <laughs> yep. She's, yep. She's my household. <laughs> yes. <laughs> community. Um, Jen, before I ask you that, one more thing, I want you to, I feel like just give, I'm going to, I shall ask you both. Sorry. Two things. One, can you give an encouragement to these women on community? And then just overall, I want us to end the episode because you are a fountain of wisdom. And so I want you to just give us permission with our topic of overwhelm as well
1: okay well i'm going to start with the permission part you have permission to tell overwhelm exactly what you want to tell it to take a hike Mm. and if you need to use some flowering language well that might be an area that god is challenging you in as well (laughs) (laughs) But use the language that you need to tell overwhelm to go away, that overwhelm is not of God. If we believe God's word to be true, perfect love casts out fear. Anxiety Mm. is fear. So Father God. I just pray that over uh, your women right now, that they would hear from you that you are perfect love and you are the fear caster outer. (laughs) There is no anxiety. Nobody's freaking out in the heavenly realms. Okay. So imagine yourself. And in fact, scripture tells us in Ephesians that we are seated in the heavenly realms. So Father God, I pray that we would envision that because if we are seated in the heavenly realms, you know who we're sitting next to? Jesus. (laughs) And Jesus never was in a hurry. I find nowhere in scripture that he was in a hurry. Jesus was, Jesus was on his mission and he was focused. And so I pray for that. I pray for focus for each woman, Lord God. I pray that they would know that giving themselves permission to focus on maybe three big things in one day, that's enough. And one of those things, it might be cooking dinner. Another one might be doing laundry, and another one might be abiding with you in your word. Another one might be a baseball game. another one might be record a podcast. <laughs> it depends on each of our interests, Lord God, but I pray that I pray for focus, that you give us permission to focus. In fact, you call us to abide with you, and that requires our thought life, Lord God, that requires the sacrifice of something that we must give up in order to spend time with you. And we know that you are a lavish God. And in your lavish love, you you bless that giving. You return that to us tenfold so that we can give that to other people. So Lord, that is my prayer that the permission slip is written out, write it out in a journal because the words are powerful, Lord God. So I pray those things in Jesus' name. And I also pray for community, (laughs) that we would understand that community requires work, Lord God. And so if you are looking for a community, you'll find communities wherever you are looking. So pray for discernment on the right group of women that God is calling you to, women who love the Lord and who are, as I like to say, women after His own heart. So that's what I'll say about Those two things. Did I answer? Did I do what you wanted me to do?
0: (laughs) You did even more than I wanted you to do. Yes, ma'am. So good. Thank you. Okay. Where, Jen, can our listeners find you? Can they say hi and get in your world and connected with
1: you? Yeah. So my world, talk about overwhelm. I am working on being methodical (laughs) as I have been on socials, practicing, curating, creating, create creating content, not consuming content, creating content for stepmoms and posting that on Instagram. So my Instagram feed looks like nothing I've ever seen before, <laughs> uh, but I'm working with a new coach and the coach, I think everybody needs a coach. Pa- coaching is powerful and you can find that in community, whether it's an official certified life coach or something else, you can find coaching in community. So I'm at old Stepmom on Insta, or you can find me at TheEmpoweredStepmom.com.
0: So good. Thank you so much for your time and all of your wisdom. I appreciate you being
1: here. Oh, gosh. I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. It's been a treat. Thanks so much.
0: Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.